right, welcome everybody to episode number two of Drawing the Line with Nate and Parker. Whoop. Or as I like to put it, Parker and Nate. Oh, okay. I, I deserve precedence. All right, whatever. Hey, smarter guy goes first. That's Smarter how guy goes first. I knew you'd get mad at that. Bold. <laughs> okay. Bold. All right, all right. So now that Nate's nice and flustered and just ready to argue, we'll, <laughs> we'll throw it right into the agenda and get started. So today we're going to be talking a little bit of politics. So we're going to talk about the Capital One data breach that just happened. We're going to talk about the Democratic 2020 debate that's happening tonight and our predictions for that. Uh, it's This is July 30th, so this is the second round of the debates, the first night that we're going to talk about. Whoop, whoop. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about pop culture. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, breakthroughs in medicine. We're going to talk about in-laws. I don't know what that means, but Nate put that on there. Uh, we're going to talk about what Nate's mad about today. Uh, who who knows what that is? It Nate's could be always anything. mad. Nate's always mad at something. So my dentist says I need to calm down. And then we'll close out by making fun of a fitness page on Facebook. So we got a <laughs> I'm nice. Excited for that one. We got a nice packed agenda today. Uh, and without further ado, let's just hop right into it. So uh, the Capital One data breach. Uh, I'm calling this the data breach of the year. Ooh, the data breach of the year. Yeah. This gets a data breach of the year approval from Parker Bonner? That's right. I, well, data breach of the past two years. Oh, of the past two years. Yeah, nothing's topped this one. So. That's true. Capital That's true. One, um, everybody knows them as a, a financial company. Uh, they also like to boast a huge tech department. Um, uh, just from my personal experience, any, any, convent, or any conference I've been to, um, any event on campus, Capital One's always there just like pushing to hire software engineers. And it just seems like they can't stop hiring people. And the people I know that have worked there have not only worked on some cool stuff, but they get paid a lot and their benefits are ridiculous. So Capital One's been pushing this tech thing for that a long time. That sounds nice. Yeah. I guess I should have been a software engineer. Shape, maybe. Hey, maybe. not too late to go back to school. No. Another four nah, years. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this huge financial company that's you know for the past couple of years been really working on their technology branch uh they just announced that they've experienced a credit breach that's affected 100 million americans and 6 million canadians for a total of 106 million records of data stolen you see i i never would have expected to be a canadian to Dude, be honest when i that, think of when i think of hackers when i think of hacker i think of a person just i guess well, no, no, no. a, a this... russian a russian i just jumped to russian because <laughs> i feel like they're the ones that do it the most and they're just, I don't know, sitting in their basement with a Mountain Dew and some Funyuns. I, I just I just never would have expected the Canadians. Well, it's it's not necessarily a Canadian hacker. It's six million Canadian victims. Oh, well, we don't know. So, oh, so it might not be a Canadian hacker. So, well, we don't know uh, where, like, we don't know a lot of details about the hacker. We know the current suspect that's in custody uh, is named Paige Thompson, who's apparently a former Amazon software engineer that stole the data by getting through a firewall on one of Capital One's web applications. So Capital One pumps out a bunch of financial tools online, and I'm guessing she found a loophole and exploited it and then somehow got millions of records just stripped from that one application. Damn. So good job. Um, no, very not good very, job. Bad. Very illegal. Very, very kind bad. Of, kind of impressive. But, but impressive. But, uh, but bad. But very bad. Yes, uh, you will definitely be serving some serious jail time. And I think they said like a quarter million fine. As, as she should. So, as, she, as should. she should. That's right. That's right. Um, so, she was able to steal names, addresses, phone numbers, dates of birth, reported incomes, and even social security numbers 
from just applications sent in by customers and small businesses to Capital One looking to open credit cards dating back to 2005. So for the past almost 15 years now of people just applying for Capital One credit cards, a lot of those records are stolen. So that's how that's how she got the data is through these credit card applications. And I heard they say that none of this, they don't think that any of this data like went to market or was. Yeah, so... I mean, you can't really tell for sure until somebody uses that data to exploit, right? So if we find later down the road that, you know, some, you know, some a bunch of people on that list, black market thing, right? Yeah, Yeah. starts attacking people that, you know, the data was taken from, then we know it was transported. But also, we don't know what she did with the data. We don't even know if she just took it and then did nothing with it, or she took it and tried to sell it, or if she had time to sell it. Yeah, I I heard that they don't think that she did anything with it. Yeah. Still, so hopefully that's the case. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully Still, that's the case. she stole stuff, and it doesn't matter what you do with the stolen stuff. Um, you're you're in big trouble. Mm-mm, that's a that's a no no. The 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 be, the big good guys are going to get you now. The big good guy is going to get you now. <laughs> the FBI is coming after you. Big, um, big brother, but the good big brother. The good hopefully. FBI cybersecurity big brother. Yeah. When they're not when they're not busy investigating Donald Trump, they're going to be busy. They're like, oh, wait, real quick. Let's, we got to uh, do, we got to investigate real crime. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's go, go work on this crime. real crime. <laughs> yeah. I think let's take a little side trip to things that actually matter. Oh my gosh. So, uh, this data breach is the third largest financial and insurance business hack to date. Only behind the Heartland payment systems breach of 2009 and the Equifax breach of 2017. So the Equifax breach is very well known. Yeah, um, I remember that happened one. two years ago. Everyone heard about it. Um, this is the breach where 147 million Americans had their social security numbers, just credit information, just stripped from Equifax. Um, and interestingly enough, Equifax has just settled on the breach that happened almost two years ago. Really? Yeah, they just settled with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau last week. Wow. Yep. So... The it's a flexible settlement, so Equifax will be required to pay somewhere between six hundred and seventy-five and seven hundred million dollars. That's so, actually not that much. Not a lot, and I mean, if you look at Equifax's income, it's not a lot. Especially when Facebook was fined five billion. I mean, six hundred million does not seem. Like I mean, much. it's still a lot. I mean, it's still a big fine. Of course, nowhere near the Facebook fine. Yeah. Um, but Equifax isn't as big, I guess, as Facebook. Well, their revenue stream is pretty large. Oh. Yeah. They're so pretty diverse. This is, this is not going to yeah. put that much of a dent in their uh, the revenue stream at all. Um, but 300 to $425 million of the total settlement is going to the victims of the attack. And right now, the, the plan of how they're distributing this is the first 248,000 people to file a claim will get $125 in cash payment. And this payment will go down for anyone after the initial 248000 So the issue with this, just to go on a little segue, if you look at the numbers real quick, so there's 147 million people affected, right? But only 248000 of these people will receive $125. Yeah. And that number will keep decreasing the more people that file a claim after those 248000 So... Um, if you do the math, if all 147 million people file a claim, everyone gets 21 cents. Hell yeah. So that's what I like to see. Your social security number was, uh, was worth taken cents. and sold on the black market. And now here's 21 cents. Here's 21 cents. That's so, hilarious. I love that. Yeah. And then the re- remainder of the money is going to the state and is also going to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Of course it is. Because, you know, they were they were hurt the most. That's right. I mean, obviously. They had to work. 
I mean, two years to reach the settlement. I mean, oh so they gosh. deserve they had to get, $75 million. They had to get they got paid to work. Oh, that's incredible. Who would have thought? Unjust. <laughs> unjust <laughs> is what I would say. Oh I demand gosh. compensation. Yeah. So for unjust work with pay. <laughs> we need to fight. Give me my million dollars right now. Oh God. Whatever. Yeah. So Equifax is finally paying retribution. Um, and so what does that all mean? Basically, Capital One is going to have a very hefty fine to look forward to in the future. Um, I'm assuming just how the system is set up right now and just how the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau handles stuff, it'll probably follow the same, the same, same pathway that they did with Equifax. Um, probably be more though. It'll probably find them for more. Maybe more, maybe less. It's less records stolen, but That's also true. this is, That's true. you know, this is after the Equifax breach. So the way – what we can assume that they'll treat it similarly, at least. And the person right? got caught, right? So, well, it's a it's still a suspect. Yeah, true. So, true. But uh, they're pretty sure it's it's the yeah. it's the culprit, right? Um, but the biggest problem with this is just like the $5 billion fine Facebook just forked over for its privacy violations from 2016. If you don't know what that is, watch our episode number one because we talked about it. Whoop, whoop. Uh, um, many people are saying that a fine isn't enough and the government needs to start working on improved privacy laws. Um, and to a degree, I agree with this because just the current way the system's set up now, like, oh, slap on the wrist, give me several hundred million dollars, which is only a fraction of your revenue, um, is the same thing that we talked about with Facebook, where this is basically a get out of jail free card. Um, and so more people are just calling for you know, actual laws to be put into place that are going to improve the current privacy laws that we have. Um, and just examples of this. So the Electronic Frontier Foundation, uh, represented by Cindy Cohn, who wrote an article on this, uh, suggested steps in the right direction of, of like improved legal, just legal standings with privacy, such as stricter requirements for security and protection, annual auditing of data brokers, and establishing a liquid value on data violations. So basically, these are just suggestions that people are coming up with as ways to, you know, boost privacy laws as they are now, and just start requiring more from companies and making it, you know, actual law that these companies have to comply and have to, you know, boost all their efforts security wise, so this stuff doesn't happen, right. Um, And the interesting thing is, is currently there are hundreds of security certifications companies can acquire. So you can you can look it up online. Essentially, a company can apply for just hundreds and hundreds of different certif- excuse, security certifications, um, some of which are required to handle sensitive user, user data. So, for example, uh, Red Ventures, a company I've worked with in the past, they've had to get multiple security certifications to work with companies like AT&T, um, and Verizon and just companies that handle sensitive user data like credit checks and social security numbers because you need this third party to come in and audit your company and make sure that your company's practices, applications, just infrastructure in general are secure, right? So that, okay, so we're partnering with you, but you better be secure because if you're not, our customers are going to be the ones that suffer, right? So the big question is, should there be legal requirements for security compliance? Should there be legal requirements for like companies, you need to have these certifications to even think about handling user data? Well, that is a subject that I don't know if we have enough time for. I don't, I don't, I'll just put my quick opinion out there, my quick five cents. I don't believe 
that you should be having laws that require this. I believe you should be finding these companies more, mm-hmm. which would encourage them to find alternate solutions in the free market. Yeah. To be to creating third parties to check them and exactly them to have a greater incentive to provide better security for their customers because they realize that they can get fined even more now. Yeah. Just these little slaps on the wrist I think are ridiculous. And the fact that these government agencies are now going to get parts of these fine, I think is ridiculous because they were not affected by this, by these breaches. The consumers oh, were. no, no, no. They just, they're just paying out to the government. Yeah, which I think is ridiculous. So that's, that's my five cents. Mm-hmm. I don't think laws are going to do, they'll, they'll do something. I don't think they're the best solution. Yeah, no, and I, I do agree with you that just basically taking the slap on the wrist to like, we're going to take a huge chunk of your revenue is going to put the message in the right direction right um and just like you said force these companies to start you know opening up to third parties and like trying to figure out okay how can we actually battle you know this war against data essentially yeah and i don't think it's the government that should be suing it should be the consumers getting together and them suing as oh, a collective. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's, a, what that's an entire happening. different thing is, like, consumers could totally take legal action. And that's what they should be doing. The government shouldn't be taking legal action for the consumers. I yeah. don't think they should be. No, no, no. And that's the thing is, like, if even, even if they don't band together, like, if we, and this is one of the suggestions they had, applying a liquid value to, like, harms of data, right? So you can claim liquid damages for stolen data, right? And then you can press legal action and say, my data was stolen. I'm entitled to, like, these damages for yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's a great right? idea. And, like, that that would be a good – I think that would be a good path because it does leave it up to the consumer. Um, and then it also, like you said, it's just the government's not taking money and, you know, coercing everything and just, you know, being the guy that, you know, investigates. Investigates, then gets and the then gain. gets a huge chunk yeah. of the settlement. Even though they right? weren't affected that much. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So, uh, moral of the story, uh, don't have a social security number. Uh, never check your credit. Don't have any credit. That's a good one. I like that. Um, wear a tinfoil hat. Wear a tinfoil hat. Um, um only, all your windows. only exchange, uh, through the bartering system and through the use of gold bricks. That's good. I like that. I like, burn off your fingertips so no one can fingerprint you. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, go off the grid and, uh, go live in the woods. Go, go straight up live in the woods. Yeah. You don't, you don't need money or credit card or no, you a really social don't. security number if you live in the woods no you don't you just need a hatchet that's it there you go there's your livelihood there's more of the story so life lessons everybody life lessons with nate and parker there you go go live in the woods all right nate what do you got for us all right so drum roll the democratic debate 2020 wow this is the second one it's the sec- second it's the sequel it's the sequel the so it's sequel. The, the sequel the long anticipated sequel So just like star wars hopefully it'll be better um <laughs> So we this got we got the empire. first night right. We got the first the first night, which is tonight. Mm-hmm. So up on stage, we got Montana Governor Steve Bullock, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, a house favorite, John Delaney, nah, whatever, John Hickenlooper, doesn't matter that much. Amy Klobuchar, the storm of the group, she's really cool hair. Um, Beto O'Rourke, Beto. Oh, yeah. Love Beto. Everyone loves Beto. Everyone loves Beto. Except he, everybody great. really doesn't love Beto. <laughs> Beto's not doing very well. Yeah. Tim Ryan. I wonder why. Uh, and the two, or I think, all right, the last, these, there's three left in this debate. Two of them are the heavy hitters, and the third is just my favorite. Okay. Bernie Sanders. All right. Pocahontas Elizabeth Warren. Okay. And my personal favorite. 
Oh, I was going to guess which one was your favorite. Who, who do you think is my personal favorite? Uh, I actually don't know what the lineup is. I'm Marianne Williamson. Okay. My I personal favorite. I was not going to guess that. but Yes, she is. Thank God she's in this debate. I mean, this debate might be unwatchable unless she was in it. Well, no, please, please let us know why, why she's your favorite. She is my favorite because, you know, there comes a time in everyone's life where a certain prophet comes. And I believe it's come in the form of Marianne Williamson, who has said that her plan of combating Donald Trump is to use love. Is love. Is love. <laughs> so I just think it's great. You know, I just, I love that. Hey, positive vibes only. Positive vibes only. And honestly, if there, there's been a movement by Republicans to actually give her money to make sure she can stay in the debate, because all jokes aside, it's she's ridiculous. Like, she's just ridiculous. Yeah. And it's it's a lot of fun for conservatives to be like, there you go. All right. There's yeah. your Democratic frontrunner. Power of love, baby. There she is. So love Mary Williamson. I'll be. I'm very excited to watch her tonight. Okay. So tomorrow, tomorrow night, are I think supposed to be kind of the more important ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the I think both of these debates are actually pretty even. Yeah. So we have Michael Bennett, Joe Biden, which he's the he's the the heavy the big the heavyweight at this right point. Now. Yeah. Um, Cory Booker, who just gets angry at everything. Julian Castro, Mayor Bill De Blasio. Um, who said that Trump is never allowed, never invited back oh, to New York City. Oh, never invited back to New York City, Love even him. though Love. he owns property. Even though he's the president of the United States. Okay, <laughs> all right, Bill. Tulsi Gabbard, Kirsten Gillibrand, Kamala Harris, uh, Jason Ingsley, and I think the most reasonable of all of the Democrats. Andrew Yang, right? Andrew Yang. Yeah. I think he's the most reasonable and least likely to get anywhere because of that reason. Yeah. So that, I think that's, he's just I think that's he's the biggest strategy dude. right there. Is like you're reasonable, therefore you don't have a chance standing up to the people that are gonna shout the loudest and yeah, they're about to crazy. have the most extreme views. Yeah, and so Which sucks because you know he's a reasonable he, he dude. Would, he I would think be he's a, a good quality candidate. dude. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a quality dude. Putting his, some of his policies aside, I think he's a quality dude. Um, so what what I'm kind of looking for in this debate, and I think what a lot of people should really be looking for is at least tonight. So one Beto is gonna come out swinging. I mean, he's going to come out swinging. He's not doing well. This might he needs be to stand out somehow, right? his last chance. So he's going to come out hard. Hopefully, he won't speak Spanish. That hey, would be good. Maybe the entire time he'll speak Spanish. Ma- you, that he's would be a big move. He's going to one-up himself from the first debate. Those would be big facts. <laughs> We're um, going to have to have a translator go up there with him. And then we have Bernie and Warren. So they're going to be sharing the stage, which is unique because both Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren have – Basically, They're basically the same, the same right? The same policy policies, right? So it'll be interesting to see if it just turns into like a one-up debate. I, I want free yeah. education. I want free oh, education yeah. for I want illegals. Super free education. Yeah, I want the best free education. I want infinity free education. I want free education for the world. <laughs> I want it for the universe. There you go. That's that. That might happen. And just keep going back and forth. And yeah, it could happen. Hopefully, for the Democrats, that doesn't happen because that'll be pretty easy for conservatives like myself to be like hey look over there they're yeah, insane they're just yeah they're just hyping each other up at that point and then of course marianne williamson who i already expressed my undying loyalty for <laughs> towards the beginning of this and she is my my crowd favorite to be honest i look i look forward to her look forward. talking about how great Hopefully new zealand she talks is talks about yeah i, I hope she new mentions zealand how wonderful love. new zealand is i think that'll be great yeah. i think that'll be a lot of fun so for the second debate, 
we can definitely expect Harris, Booker, and probably Julian Castro to attack Biden on race. That's going to happen. They're somewhere along the line, one of them is going to imply that he's a racist. Okay. And I think, unlike the last debate, I don't think Biden's going to take it standing up. I mean, I think he's definitely going to swing back at it. Because last time, I mean, he seemed pretty weak. Mm-hmm. And it's not a very hard position for him to refute. Because a lot of these policies that even Kamala Harris holds or was expressing, she doesn't hold like an agreement with those policies. She just wanted to call Joe Biden a racist. Okay. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if he becomes more aggressive, which he needs to be. Yeah. And then of course Andrew Yang stand up for himself. Right? Will the will biggest he, question? Will, will Andrew Yang talk? Will he also? That's true. Will he talk? He actually gained in polls. He only talked for one and a half minutes. Yeah. During the debate, he actually gained in polls. Well, he barely talked. Well, he barely talked. I mean, I, you know, I would feel bad for him, and then look up his policies and look him up. You know, separate from the debate, if I, you know, if it was obvious that he barely got a talk. And the, the biggest question is, will he wear a tie? I mean, that's the biggest question. Oh, my gosh. Will Andrew Yang wear a tie? Because people care about this. Yeah, p- people are placing bets on this, yeah. right? I, I don't know. And I think it's up in the air. I don't think he will. How much would you be willing to bet that he will not wear a tie? I'll bet you a dollar he doesn't wear a tie. All right, I'll bet you a dollar he wears a tie. All right, sweet. I mean, yeah. Wait, we have a dollar on it. All right, let's well, – Tune in next time to see who wins the dollar. Who wins the dollar. <laughs> so I looked up some drinking games for it. Oh, Rolling no. Stone had a good one. Okay. I don't usually go on Rolling Stone too much, but they said drink every time you hear cages, oh, existential no. threat, existential threat, Mitch McConnell, you have to drink double if you hear Moscow, Mitch, oh, Unity, God. Trump is, and it has quotations, rehearsed witticism, something, something is a human right, fundamentally, uh, speaks in Spanish. <laughs> This is not who we are, not above the law, and I would say I want to take every time you hear free. I think that's a good one. Oh yeah, every single time you hear free. No, that's the one you also that's have the to one take. You came up you with also before. I think that's a good a one. That's a pretty solid list. Yeah, I know. I think it's that's pretty smart, actually. Yeah, I. That's. I'm excited, man. I'm I'm yeah. pumped for this man. I'm. I feel bad for anyone who has to watch it with me, especially my parents. So I'm just going to be yelling and screaming the entire time. Yeah, I won't um, even be able to hear the freaking thing going on while you talk. Okay? Well, we're going to have to put subtitles on, obviously. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. Subtitles are going to have to be on. All right, that works. All right, so moving on to pop culture. You got some stuff for us. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kick it off with pop culture. So kind of pop culture, kind of science. Um, this is just a little sneak peek into some modern medicine breakthroughs. So... I'm calling this one the treatment of genetic disorders, which is huge because genetic disorders suck because you can't avoid them. Yeah, they definitely suck. Yeah. Yeah, I think no, that's – Nobody likes them. That's, a, that's definitely a word you could use to describe them. Yeah, if I could use suck in any context, it would be genetic disorders. Okay, all right. All right, so the, uh, the Sarah Cannon Research Institute in Nashville, Tennessee – has been recognized for the first public study on the genetic editing system, CRISPR, and its uses for uh, curing genetic diseases. So does it say what diseases it's going to cure? So this first study, uh, the, the first person to be publicly announced at ta- partaking in this study is named Victoria Gray. She's a resident of Mississippi uh, and is currently being treated for sickle cell disease Ooh. at this research institute. So... Doctors are giving her infusions of genetically modified cells from her own body. So the way that, yeah, so the way the treatment works is the doctors extract billions of cells from the patient's bone marrow. 
and then use this CRISPR technique to modify the cells and make them produce a certain protein that compensates for the protein deficiency that causes sickle cell disease. Right. So um, you might know sickle cell disease is essentially where the blood basically forms sickles and right. it makes it hard for the blood to travel. Um, and, and it's just caused by the You don't get as big of a surface area for your blood cells, and therefore hemoglobin can't attach itself properly. Yeah. So, but it's not like, it's not, sickle cell isn't like a death sentence, though. No, I, but I, I mean, I, yeah, I it's mean, not really a death sentence, which is which is fine. They likely should be, shortens your lifespan, though. Yeah, and they sh- that's true. That's 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 that's, true. that's the problem. Is yeah, like, that's true. You know, it can really, it can really shorten the amount of time you have to live. Yeah, and you can't Which really sucks. live out your life that much. Exactly. I mean, that's that's beyond the point, but keep going. Yeah, so that that's just a little bit about the disease itself. Um, but essentially, you know, they're taking just bone marrow cells and they're making them produce proteins that are only produced uh, while, like, the development of a fetus is happening or in, in an infant. And they're just modifying the cell to keep producing that protein even though you're not an infant anymore. And it's replacing the protein that needs, like, that's missing from, you know, your blood. <laughs> So this is like their workaround, right? And essentially, like, since it's still a new study, concrete conclusions can't be made yet, and yeah. they probably won't be made for a couple years. And to, to do a they lot have to them. keep doing it. They have to keep testing. But they're saying initial results show that this procedure is a successful therapy for the disease. That'd be cool. Yeah. So if this is actually, you know, viable and it works in the long term, essentially people with sickle cell disease, um, just in this specific example, would just have to – I'm assuming do repeat therapies um, and just keep, you know, infusing these cells into their, into their blood, I guess. That's true. I guess the body can't make these cells. Yeah. Yeah. So unless, unless they find a way, which is fine though, to replicate, that's totally fine. Yeah. But still, that's the thing is like the way they see it now is this can be an effective long-term therapy. Yeah. I mean, they still have to prove that by continuing to do studies, but just from their initial outlook, they're very hopeful, which is, which is really cool. You think they could inject me with some cells that make protein so I can get better gains? Um, or am sure, I missing the Nate. point? <laughs> yeah, okay. I might be missing I'm not going to answer that question. Very selfish of you. Oh, come on. Hey, we can use – so, okay, so this CRISPR technology is still very new, right? And instead of trying to make gains from it, um, <laughs> we're, we're hoping that this can lead to more breakthroughs in genetic modification that – can help other genetic disorders or just genetic modification in general and also help us understand the human genome more than we're, we do right now. So if this CRISPR thing actually works out and we're actually able to modify genes, who knows, dude? Maybe, maybe you can get more gains than you could ever possibly yeah, imagine. My, my gains are pretty low at this point. Uh, yeah, be so that's the thing. If you're in, if you're in a rut, just uh, take some of your bone marrow, I guess, oh. and inject it into your muscles. Oh, I heard, I've heard <laughs> bone marrow shots, like pulling bone marrow is painful as hell. I'm sure, yeah. Oh, I've heard that stuff is so painful. you're not supposed to touch that stuff. And it's a huge needle. Yeah. Oh. Well, they got to get through the bone, man, somehow. God, I don't want to think about that right now. Ooh. Yeah, but who knows what this could lead to, right? Like, I mean, I don't know if you've seen in Star Trek, but also this is like a normal thing. It's like there's a Star Trek concept where a mother – basically uses some sort of technology, some sort of tool to change the appearance and like the genetic qualities of her child. 
That's scary. That could be scary stuff, dude. Yeah. So I, that's a that's an ethical question dude, that I don't know if I even want. To touch. Who knows what CRISPR can do in the future? Are man. you a, are you a are you a Star Wars fan or more of a Star Trek fan? Star Wars fan, through more and through. Of a, more of a yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, but they just, they just have an example of that in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. So that that would be the extreme, very uh, very uh, controversial uh, like you know solution. But that's probably not for like another thousand years. So that that's you say that now, dude. By that point, we'll probably be dead. Actually, we can genetically modify ourselves to live off carbon dioxide. Okay, but that doesn't solve death. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that doesn't. That's not how death works, Parker. All right, you know what? Uh, I'm not. I'm not the medical professional here. Okay, I'm just. I'm just stating the facts. Just, just the. And and some really, and some really far-fetched theories. (laughs) New show with Parker Bonner. Just the facts with (laughs) Parker Bonner. Just the facts. But just Parker's facts. Whatever Parker comes up with. And all my predictions that will not be true, hundred percent. Or you can just make crazy predictions, and if one of them is true, you can be like, "I'm a prophet." I'm right. Yeah, I exactly. totally got it. You can just make insane predictions. That's a good point. Yeah. So I make a lot of them, like a ton. Oh no, no, strength in numbers, dude. Yeah, yeah, strength in numbers. So that's, if one of them works, that's the secret. Then they all work. then they all work. I'm right. Okay, that. but that yeah, but that's a, a cool new advancement in modern medicine, and hopefully it continues to benefit the world. Yeah. Love medicine. I I love medicine. Go humanity. And people being happy and stuff. Love humanity. It's always good to hear. All right, Nate, what do you got for us? All right, so this is going to need a little bit of explaining. Yeah. So I don't judge. I want an explanation. Don't judge. I'm not judging. I'm judging. There's a show that I've recently gotten into. Okay. It's been around for a while. Okay. I used to watch it as a kid. Called The Bachelor. Oh, wait, you're getting into The Bachelor again? I am again? now getting back into The Bachelor. Oh, man. I know. Okay. It's just okay. I I didn't have an appreciation for it when I was a kid because I think I was watching it as like a serious dating show. Yeah. Where now I've at least had enough like more experience and interaction with people mm-hmm. that I'm watching it to almost know that it's as like... like just pure social interactions. Like it's just – because these people are put in a situation well, that should not, never not, happen. It's not genuine, right? No. Yeah. And even and even if even if it was, it's just a situation that you should never do. Like you should never uh, advice from Nate Drake, you should never try and date more than one person. Yeah. You shouldn't. It that's, always that's, that's ends the biggest badly. problem with the you show shouldn't. I have is like that that I don't get is like I don't know. It so just, it I, feels I find wrong. it puts it people weird, in like a pressure cooker. Yeah. And just like the the almost raw, like just straight up social interaction that these people have. There's no hiding it. And so you can be like, that is, yes, that is what a person under this kind of pressure would do. Yeah. But oh, I, lo- I love it. I really, I really think how you it's, empathize. Yeah. I really think it's great. Um, I was watching. So last night mm-hmm. I was watching. So actually tonight. The Bachelorette is going to make a decision on who she's going to get married to. Okay. And it's between two people. All right. It's between Jed. Jed. Who is Jed. Super sick name. Who is a singer-songwriter in Nashville making his way. I would hope so if his name's Jed. And my crowd favorite, Tyler, who is an independent contractor. Okay. He is like 6'6". Nice. You can relate. And just the most quality of dude possible okay i cannot relate to the all muscle part though <laughs> all of that all of the other stuff i can relate to they're very quality dude. very quality yes and so before before i get into this yeah so they had to go meet her parents 
Yeah. Right. No, that's always a big step. It's always a big step. And guys, if you're ever listening, guys, you have to win over the parents. Like half the battle. No, no, no. Friends and parents. If that's the secret. If the mother doesn't like you, but the daughter does, you're gonna lose. Oh, You'll yeah. lose that battle nine times out of ten. Well, you're, oh. gonna, you're also going to be miserable your entire yeah. life if you somehow oh. get away with it. But love, we'll throw each other roses outside of the balcony like Romeo and Juliet. No, you won't. <laughs> the mother will find you. Yeah. All right? They'll find you. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen this shit. Dude, don't mess with moms. No. Don't do it. You have to You have to have the parents love you. And I believe that I have super, if I had, if I had a superpower, my superpower is making the girl's parents that I'm seeing like me. It's incredible. Yeah. I have an amazing... You are really good with old people. If only I could talk to women like I talk to old people, <laughs> I would be killing it right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'd be killing it. You're probably right. But I can't. I, I don't know what it is. I, I just don't know what it is. So what happens is... And this... You should never... This is why you should watch what you say to your future in-laws. So Tyler... The mm-hmm. future contractor who I think is too good for the, Hannah because okay. he needs to be with me, obviously. Ah, uh, yes, of yeah. course. Um, has an amazing time with the parents, like super direct, very – just just really like a man, like mm-hmm. a man. Yeah. And so the parents, they love that, and that was great. Jed comes along. Oh, no. Jed comes along. Uh, yeah, I, already, I can already tell what's going to happen. And so Hannah's more looking at Jed and Tyler as a future like husband, as in more of a love sense. All right, so it's how she it's how she feels. Yeah, and the parents are looking at it as a practical sense. So the minute that Jed walked in and was like, "I am a singer in Nashville," red flags. I mean, red flags. Oh no, red flags. So the father. This is what you should never say to your in laws, guys. You should always lead with your best foot forward. Think about what you're gonna say. The father asks what your greatest accomplishment is. And Jed says, I wrote a jingle for a dog food company. That uh, His greatest well, accomplishment. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, showbiz is tough. You know, you, you do yeah, what you can you do. but you don't say that to the dad. Think about that. Think about this. You're, you're about to walk in. You're going to marry this girl. Yeah. And the father has met you for the first time. You got to impress him. And you have to ask for your... The father's hand in your daughter in the daughter's marriage. Yeah. You gotta ask this man. You gotta look this man in the eyes, and tell this man that you're gonna provide for her and love her. I'm <laughs> off, laughing. Off all the earnings you get from your dog jingles. Yes. No. Dude, no. You don't. Okay, but what if he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a jingle for this dog commercial and made like eight million dollars off of it. I mean, that would never Parker. happen. Yes. All right. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that statement. So I'm not gonna address it. Sure. Because you already addressed it I'm yourself. I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. You answered your own question. What if it was like with uh, Purina? Isn't that like the big the big pet brand? Yeah. 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 What if it was a big name? $8 million for a dog jingle. Hey, man. Music isn't easy. All right? The guy deserves those $8 million. Okay. Disregard whatever the hell Parker said. <laughs> Gentlemen. I'm just trying to help him out, okay? Gentlemen. Don't. He did dig his own grave. Don't do that. To your future father-in-law, you gotta at say least something leave it like somewhat impressive. ambiguous. Be like, yeah. "Oh well, I'm a singer. I'm a songwriter. I also have other jobs, such as blah 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 blah, on the side, just in case singing doesn't work." And at least explain that. 
even if it might not be true. <laughs> if you got to do a couple white lies. Yeah, if you got to do a couple white lies. Just, so, just, just, yeah, I, I see what you mean about the whole practical thing. Like, especially, I, I guess if I put my shoes in the father's position, I would want to make sure that, you know, my future son-in-law could provide or at least, you know, hold up his end of the bargain. Yeah. And, like, even, even if my daughter was, like, super successful and was, like, the breadwinner of the family, like, at least, I don't know, I don't want be my, accomplished. I don't want my – be the unwritten, the unwritten truth. I don't want my daughter marrying a fucking degenerate. Is he a degenerate? He did make a jingle for a daughter. Oh, I hate you. I really hate you. <laughs> that doesn't sound he like did. a degenerate activity. Say to that me. with a straight face. Um, I'm already smiling. It's yeah, you late. can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. All right, don't don't do that, guys. All right, put your best foot forward. Don't write Even dog if, jingles. Don't. You can write dog jingles. Have a stable job. That's also good. But don't tell your future, potentially your future father-in-law. That your greatest accomplishment to this point is a dog jingle. Yeah. So, At least say something cool. Yeah. I like, mean, no. We need to say something practical. Not something cool. Come on. Well, it depends on the dad, you know? Like, maybe it's practical and cool. He's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've performed with, like, the Eagles. I was their, I was their second guitar guy. If I, if somebody what if t- that's not true? If my son-in-law told me that, I mean, I look it up. You yeah. Know? You got to okay. verify the fact. But if go. it was true. But if it was true. All right. Well, if it was true, that'd be cool. See? Also, don't list that as your greatest accomplishment to your future father-in-law. It's the Eagles. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> I'm not going to win this battle. No. So might, move- as well ju- might as well just move on. Moving moving on from that, um, <laughs> what what pissed Nate off today? Oh, yeah. What's what's Nate about this today? Just be a Therapy freaking, with Nate. This should just be another segment. As you notice, I'm, I'm an extremely calm person. Yeah, I like to uh, meditate in the mornings as uh, I drink okay. my herbal tea. Look at the sunrise and just love humanity. Love it all. I believe 100% of what you just said. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, I wish that was true. It's not. My dentist says I need to calm down because I'm grinding my teeth into a flat line. Oh, no. So that should be fun. I have to wear a mouth guard now. Wow. Every night I have to wear a mouth guard. Dude, you're an old man now. I am an old man. He said, he's like, he looked at my mouth. He was like, wow, you have the teeth of a 40-year-old man. I'm like, Are you, what? Jeez. And he's like, do you? He's Maybe like, you do need meditation. He's Jeez, like, come do on, you? Man. He's like, do you, are you stressed out? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. I don't no. think so. No, I'm pretty stressed out. Okay, Jeez. so what is, what's Nate mad about today? So Nate works for a catering company. Yep. And I'll be starting my new job next Monday, my full-time job next Monday, which will be a, which will be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. But I work for a catering company right now, and it's just kind of a, I mean, I mean, I maybe work three, three times, three or four times a week, just something easy, get me some money for the summer. Yeah, nice part-time job. Yeah, it's been a great job. And so what I do is I just deliver food to corporations in Charlotte, because a lot of them order just box lunches and sandwiches. So you always get the people. So I, I earn an okay wage because most of my money comes from tips Mm -hmm. because the amount of food that I'm delivering is usually in the three to $400 range. Yeah. So when you're talking to 15% tip of $400, I mean, sometimes you luck out whenever someone pulls out their calculators, like, let me get my calculator. You're like, you're like, yes, yes, please (laughs) get your calculator. You want to use mine? (laughs) Take it. Uh, But I've been stiff before. I've, I've delivered like $2,000 worth of, worth of food. Oh my God. It'll be my only delivery for the entire day. Takes me 30 minutes to set up. Nothing. 
I'm getting nothing. So I believe that people are going to tip what they're going to tip regardless of what you're going to do. Fair enough. So I've I've perpetually had people not tip, which is, I mean, fine. Sometimes you expect it. Like there are clients where you're like, you're not going to tip. You mean like repeat customers that don't tip? We've had repeat customers that don't tip, which is really frustrating, but they don't. It's also really frustrating when they write on their zero. That's super frustrating. Yeah, that makes you Um, mad. So, but my biggest anger, and it's just a culmination of this and my deep-seated hatred for the government sometimes. So I deliver to the city of Charlotte, mm-hmm. which is the government. Yep. And they're our biggest client, one of our biggest clients. Really? One of our biggest clients. And Taxpayer dollars, everybody. Taxpayer dollars. I'm delivering food that I technically paid for. Yeah. <laughs> they don't tip. With your own taxes. I am livid. I'm so pissed. Why? Dude, there's not room in the government budget. Yeah, there's not room in the government budget. How, we, how can they we, afford the tip? We can pay for three to $400 of food probably three or four times a week. Probably Jeez. more than that. But we – with other people's money. See, this isn't like a company that you're working hard, you earn a profit, and you want to use that profit to – For your employees, right? For your employees because if you were doing bad – that profit might not be there, and you might need to cut back. Yep. You see, the government always has a profit because I always have to <laughs> always pay my to taxes. Pay taxes. I really yeah. don't have a choice. All right, I really don't. Yeah. And so the fact that they're wasting my taxpayer dollars on probably a thousand dollars or more a week for sandwiches, for just lunch, yeah, that pisses me off. And it also pisses me off the tipping part, the, the fact that they don't tip. And yes, I've heard. Oh, well, we haven't written it under our budget. But you written, what, $1,500 in your budget for sandwiches? Yeah. Really? Really? Dude, it fit perfectly, all right? We had exactly $1,500 yeah. for sandwiches, and we did not have a dollar more. No, not a dollar. Yeah. Not a single dollar our more. Our budget is that tight. God, I would mm, – I, I'm not – I would be livid. I was hey, if you want I was a, if you want a tip, pay more taxes. Yeah, you know what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's the secret. Yeah, that's the secret. We just have to pay more taxes if we want a tip. That's what you got to do when you next time you cater for them and next time you bring the food to them, just take out like an $100 bill out of your wallet, give it to the guy and ask for and a then back. ask for a tip and then he gives it back to you. Yeah, and that's like, I'd be paying thanks, myself, right? It'd be like a wonderful it would be like an Amway scheme. I'd just be paying myself. <laughs> if I bought the products that I sold in a pyramid scheme, yeah, there you go. I'd just be paying myself. Pay it forward, dude. God. Oh. Yeah, that that pissed me off, man. That really pisses me yeah, off. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I get that you might not like the tipping culture, but it's what we got. No, you, so, that's what you have to do. And it's that, what we got. That's the thing is like – And I'm getting paid I less. Know, I don't know who's making the rules on like they're not tipping you. I don't know if it's like just one guy that's organizing this stuff that decides that, oh, we don't have enough money to tip the Who person knows? that's delivering all the food. But yeah, I mean anyone that's done the service industry before knows how – necessary tips are and like you know you hear from a bunch of people i say the same thing like even if i have really bad service i'll still leave a tip yeah because they're getting paid less and your food is actually less because they're getting paid less yeah so that's it's, the thing it's kind it's of like the they live off have. tips so yeah. if you know if that's but, but that's my shoes and like some people have never touched the service industry or maybe you know whoever is organizing the lunches for the city of charlotte just honestly does not get money from higher up I don't know. To even afford well, it. Just think, I, just, I just think some people think they're above it. Or, yeah, maybe they think they're too cool for the, the working the working dogs out here driving around delivering lunches. The food would be more expensive if we didn't tip. So either yeah. take one of the two. Either tip or be prepared for food to be more expensive. Yeah. Because now you have to pay your employees an actual wage. Yep. So. Dude, 
this is this is a trade service industry secret. When people don't tip you, just spit in their food. Dude, I've had I'll have I'll start setting stuff up and I'll give them my little my little cardboard um, notepad and I'll sign it and I'll see they didn't tip and I'm just like Screw it! I just start, just, <laughs> just start chucking stuff. I mean, that box is bent. I don't know the sandwich is on its other side. I don't give a crap. You didn't tip. I'm out of here. You didn't tip. I'm just gonna throw some stuff on the table. And leave. I don't give a crap. So, yeah, tip, because it, it does make a difference if I'm gonna give you good service. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. If I know you're not gonna tip, I don't hey. give. A crap. Oh, yeah. No, that's how everyone would be. Like, everyone in the service industry, if they knew what they were getting tipped before they even served the table or, like, did whatever they're getting tipped for, like, you know the quality of service would just go down. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, well, that's my little segue off into why Nate Tanker. You know what? I feel calmer. See? I feel a little better. This is what you need. You need to vent sometimes. I mean, give me, like, an hour, and I'm sure I'll have something else. And you'll be stressed out again, and you'll grind your teeth again. Well, we have, like, it's pretty close to the debate coming up, so... You're going to be doing a lot of teeth grinding tonight. Doing a lot of teeth grinding tonight, boy. Let me tell you what. Good thing I have my new mouth guard. All right. There you go. Just right, wear what your you... mouth guard during the debate. Let's do some – I want to do some fun stuff, man. And I all love right. I love the fitness industry. So hit me, man. Oh, don't we all. For all a right. nice little closing article. Yeah, I'm yeah, excited, yeah. We're dude. Gonna, we're going to close on a nice on a nice fun note where we get to poke fun at people that – do they deserve to be poked fun at? Probably. Probably. Um, I mean, no, but we're going to do it. Uh, you okay? You'll, right, you'll decide. You'll decide to whether to deserve it or not. Um, and just the uh, the lies and fake news that they're selling. Oh wow! It, I don't know. It just kind of made me mad. Okay, so, hit me with it, dude. But it's pretty funny. Um, all right. So this is an infographic I saw from the Fitness Chronicle, which Fitness is Chronicle. a fancy name for a Facebook page that is quote for those who want to be lean and functional, not bulky. Okay. Because God forbid you have more than 5% body fat on your body. Yeah, God forbid. Because that's, that's, that's disgusting sense. and you should feel bad. You're going to get diabetes. But just focus on, the, you know, and this is their like a little bout description on their page, right? Okay. Lean and functional. I want you to focus on the functional part. And okay? functional. Um, because that that's the part where Can I'm, you be lean and not functional? Well, I guess you can. You can be. Yeah. You can. Well, I know, but I just want you to focus on the functional okay, part, right, okay? Functional part. So this is like – it's essentially an article, but it's like a little a little infographic, a little PDF. And the title is, Are You a Victim of Squats, Deadlifts, and the Bench Press? No. With two, ex- or two question marks. Two question marks? Yeah. Are you a victim of a the big vic- three? The big three. The, the big three. I mean, that's what they're called, the big squats three. Squats are Squat, bench, you. and deadlift. They're are you a victim? You. I – you know, sometimes I walk into the gym and I see that squat bar, and that squat bar is just looking at me, and it's like, "You're a loser." Yep. And I'm like, you know, are what? you are you a victim of oppression? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> and then I run away from and the you gym. Start crying. <laughs> All right. Well, not. I don't know why they say victim. Yeah, victim's a choice word. Yeah, it, it was not as a poorly used word because yeah. that's not really the direction the article takes. So the the first paragraph of the article is, this is another reason why weightlifters don't build the kind of body that they see on posters, billboards, and on shopping bags. They typically follow the average muscle building routine that is, re- that is revolved around these three lifts. Here are the reasons why I would avoid these lifts at all costs. All costs. All, never do these. At all costs. Okay, I could see – I could see avoiding bench. I, I could see it. 
Yeah. Unless you're doing it properly, it could hurt your neck. It could hurt your shoulders. Hurt your neck. Hurt your shoulders. I could yep. honestly, at this point, see avoiding deadlift. I could. It it depends on you as a person. It depends on you know what limitations think, your joints have. Right. Yeah. I think if I think if this is a, this is a bold move, big facts. Mm-hmm. I think if you're not wanting to get better at the deadlift, then the pure competition deadlift you shouldn't do. There are other forms of deadlifts. Well, it, it that depends, are, right? There's safer other forms. based on your goals. Right? There's also safer stuff like the competition deadlift. If you're trying to get better at it, it's da- it could be dangerous. It really can. Yeah, well, if done improperly or you do it too much. Yeah, uh, there, there's a bunch of I've examples thought, I mean, where I'm, I'm it can doing be disadva- it. Disadvantageous, I'm doing right? it to get better at it. And I've definitely gotten better at. But I mean, I have some lower back pain sometimes. I definitely feel a pinch. Like there's a little some sacrifices. Yeah, but the squat. I don't know agree. about I this one. I completely agree. Yeah. The squat's hard for me. That's that's hard. I'm going to – what's it say? Okay, so I'll start with his with his point on the bench press because it completely contradicts the entire article. So okay. the bench press is last, but I want to talk about it first because it's the only one that doesn't make sense with the rest of it. Okay. So I am. he says, I am still a huge fan of the bench press, just not flat bench or decline bench. God forbid flat bench or decline bench. These lifts focus way too much on your lower pec development. You don't want your pecs to resemble that of women's breasts. What? This is why I only recommend doing chest exercises in inclined fashion. You want masculine square pecs. A line that goes all the way up to the collarbone is very desirable. <clears throat> Upper pec development will give you that angular-looking chest that women love. Does this man know that you, that you actually have to do different forms of bench in order to build... Dude, it's all about the upper chest. It's like someone trying to say... The pec minor is the only pec you should worry about. Honestly, the ideal male physique is the pec minor, so your upper chest. So basically the first, the top of your chest... What would your chest look like? What do you think your chest would look like? It would poof out, (laughs) and then, you know, like the rest of your chest from the middle of your chest all the way to your nipple line would just like dip into your body. Concave in. Yeah. (laughs) That's the ideal male physique. You might not like it, but But that's, that's the ideal physique, okay? Um... Wow. Yeah. Okay. So so he does defend bench press, just only incline. Only incline. Yes. So, but also no I agree. I agree with you. Is like, I mean, the whole point of his article is like, if you want to be like a model or whatever, I guess is like his a bodybuilder. You want to be a bodybuilder? Not no. I guess? Not you even just a body, look like, good. I guess it's like his whole thing is like lean and functional, right? Yeah. Whatever. So that means. lean. Yeah. If you don't want a big chest, if you don't want. I don't know. I guess bench works your chest, your lats, your legs. Triceps, too. Triceps. So if you don't want any of those, don't do bench. Also, you know, I could agree with you. Like, bench can cause shoulder issues. Uh, There's a reason I don't do it. I don't do heavy bench. Yeah. It's because my shoulders. Also, neck issues, too. Yeah. It causes neck issues. Don't strain your neck. That's the secret. Okay. That's the secret to a lot But moving on. But moving on. All right. So we'll we'll talk about the – the better of the two, of the three. All right? right. My favorite two squats and deadlifts. Yeah. So he starts with squats. He says, uh, squats do a great job of adding a lot of mass to your thighs and butt. You do not want this. What? You do. Why? And in capital letters, not want this. Abercrombie models don't have huge butts or thighs because it will ruin their look. They also won't be able to fit into stylish pants. Okay. I think this guy actually, <laughs> I think this is actually really interesting. I think this is really interesting because if you go out into malls now, the mannequins mm-hmm. are completely different to what they were like five or ten years ago. Yeah. Because five or ten years ago, it was kind of that. It was this Abercrombie and Finch look. Like, they had they had six-packs and everything, but they were lean. I mean, they, really. It was, it was skinny six-packs, right? And so now, if you walk into the stores, 
you, the guys are actually much bigger. Yeah. Like muscularly bigger. Well, that's a new trend, right? That is. That is. It's like so, a reflection of just, you know, movies, media, superhero movies. And maybe what guys feel more comfortable with. Maybe getting down to that lean of a body weight isn't Dude, the dad bot is in. I'm not going that. You far. just wait till the mannequins represent dad bots. I'm not going to go that far. That's <laughs> oh, a level that, that I will be a not. Day. Uh, I'm not. That going will be that the day. Far. Hey, they have mannequins for uh, plus size women now. Oh, yeah, I guess if they got so plus now size they men. need to have dad bod mannequins. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. what I'm asking for. Just a huge gut. That I. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm, I'm the jury's out on that one. I'm not sure how I how I feel about that. Yes, but all joking aside, um, I I like how he says, you know, you do not want a huge butt or thighs. When in all reality, as trends show, men with big butts and big legs are super attractive. I think they are. It's it's a new trend, man. Like you got to have legs, right? Everyone makes fun of people that skip leg day. Yeah, you cannot skip leg day. You can't have a big upper body and an no. entire lower body. No, you look like a Dorito chip. Yep. And don't, a not don't a, good be a Dorito. Dorito. You don't want to be a Dorito. I'd rather be an upside down Dorito than a normal Dorito. Or you just rather be proportional. Maybe that'd be cool too. That would that would that could be nice. Yeah, that could maybe be nice. Maybe one day. Maybe 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 one day. Oh, have yeah. you speaking of? Have you heard of the T Rex physique? Stop. This <laughs> is the not, this is dude, the future. No. I I almost forgot to dude, mention I, this. the T Rex oh physique. My. Giant legs. Like <laughs> giant legs. Skinny <laughs> arms. Like just tiny upper body <laughs> and giant legs. <laughs> <laughs> my, so basically a cyclist yeah no my my buddy one of, one of the guys i weightlift with is like the he talks about it all the time it's like his running joke it's because his up i mean he's super lean so like his like i mean he has pretty big arms but it, because he's so lean his arms look like a lot thinner than his legs and his legs just look like giant because when you weightlift it's all legs it's all legs. all time so yeah. Yeah, so he he says he has the T Rex physique and it's the ideal male physique. I love that. I, I kind that's of agree. Hilarious. I kind of agree. That's hilarious. Find a guy with a giant butt. Yeah. That's bigger than yours. That that's bigger than yours. Because competition is good. I think so. I, I guess. So does this author think that you're gonna do one squat and suddenly your legs are gonna look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? That's right. Wow. Where's well, the thing? He where doesn't, he doesn't I even specify. He doesn't even specify that. Like, hey, maybe you can do like high rep squats and not focus on the hypertrophy part, like the muscle building part, but just focus on building leg definition. Because, like, yeah, um, like models, it would be advantageous if you had, you know, definition in your quads and you yeah. could see each part of your quad. Yeah. Um, which you know, that's that's part of. I mean, I guess some models wear pants and then nobody ever sees your legs. Um, also, he but he says, also talks about fitting into stylish pants. He also says functional. Right. See. Okay. See. Yeah, this, so this is, that's is the point this I'm is getting weird. at. Right. Okay, so so just to continue to finish the article, so he talks about the deadlifts and he says this lift also does an incredible job of adding mass to the midsection, thighs, and butt. Nice. Lo- love that, man. Everyone loves that. Adding mass to your midsection will ruin the natural V in your upper body. Take a moment and study their physique. They all have nice wide shoulder that tapers down to a small and lean waist. I think he's talking about models. So okay. he's talking about the V physique, right? Right. So if you do if you do too many deadlifts, um, basically you'll just have a giant midsection, and then your shoulders will be smaller than your midsection. I think he's focusing on the wrong thing because I think a lot of this also has to do with your goals and your diet. Well, he's catering to a certain person, right? Yeah. And then that's well, I mean, that's one of the fun, like biggest flaws of this whole article is he's not talking about like oh you can still do deadlifts and squats and stuff like that just do variations that increase power or increase muscle definition or just increase endurance right and you won't 
get bulky. Yeah, we're not we're not saying. I hope he's not thinking that you're gonna do a squat, and then you're gonna turn into Brian Shaw. Yeah, I feel like that's what he's kind of saying. That that's essentially what he's saying. And he has a picture of a guy on here, and says this is this is the physique that the big three will create, and it looks like a strong man. Yeah, who like that's... you can see his abs. He has abs, but he's just he's giant. Right? But he's also – I think a lot of it comes down to diet, too. I mean, how much are they eating to get muscle growth that size? I uh, mean, they're eating thousands of, amounts. thousands of calories a day. I can do an insane leg workout, not really focus on just bulking to that extent, and you know what? I could be perfectly fine. Your legs won't change. You might get stronger. Yeah. You can I gain get strength little, without gaining muscle. I could get a little muscle. stronger. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of flaws to this article. Yeah, I, that's just – I just think – That's pretty funny, Some though. of the I points like he brings up is silly. And I – okay, so this is the final point. And he says, note, this is why I skip direct leg work completely. If you have been lifting legs for any length of time, I can almost guarantee that you have enough leg mass, probably too much already. You are not committing a bodybuilding crime by skipping legs. There's no such Get thing as Get that out having, of your head. You will thank me later. There's no such thing as having too much leg mass. And that's what I was going to say. <laughs> there's it's no like, such thing. There's, there's never enough leg there's mass. There's never Are enough. you kidding me? You can, have, you can definitely have too big of biceps, you know. Yeah. Too big of chest. Yeah. You can never have too big of legs. Your legs can never be big enough, no, dude. They, they cannot. They really cannot. Like, even if my jeans are tight, I'm like, oh, I wish these were tighter. And, you know, there's been some really great studies that have shown that Building the upper body won't build the lower, but building, building the lower, lower will helps build the upper. The upper yeah. yeah, which is really fascinating. Oh yeah. Well, it's the thing is, I think I think what the science says is just the muscle groups in your legs and your butt are just the biggest muscles in your they body. Are, right. So you know, working them is also helping just general hypertrophy in general. And of course, if you're doing squats or deadlifts, and both the squat and the deadlift, you use your back. Yeah. You use your arms. Right. You use your shoulders. You lose a. You, you use, use everything. So functionality dude that's the thing is like his page is like functional and lean I yeah guess. if you want to be lean don't do compound lifts because you know the only way to build or not the only way to build muscle but the best way to build muscle and strength is compound lifts I guess we're just but if do... you want to be functional you should probably at least squat you should maybe. yeah maybe, maybe that would be a smart maybe idea maybe consider doing a couple once in a while the deadlift the bench i could definitely see not doing the deadlift you'd have to it, it, eh, depend, it depends, depends on your it goals. depends on your health it depends on yeah, it depends your body on where you're at, and it depends on your goals. The squat, I don't think there's an excuse. That, that's for that. kind of an essential. I mean, that's really the one of the most essential lifts. Yeah. If, if, you, if I if could, you want to be functional. If I could pick one lift to do, it would be between the deadlift and the squat. If I could just pick, if I had to do it for the rest of my life, it'd be between the deadlift and the squat. Really? Yeah. Rest of your life. Rest of my life. You wouldn't want to do something fun. Oh, I'd hate it. But that's the most. It's the best movement. The two most compound movements. Clean and jerk, bro. I hate you. What? Why do you have to bring that into it? Because Why'd it's a lift. To, yeah, I'd, uh, I would do the bear complex. <laughs> I would do the Turkish get up forever. I would just do. I I would just I calf would, raises. Calf. Definitely. <laughs> Until I die. Until, <laughs> <laughs> you can just pick any movement. Yeah. Where and, you don't let go of the bar, apparently. I guess so. Yeah. Do you want to really squat forever? Yeah, There's you're better right. alternatives. Yeah, I'd rather do overhead lunges that go into a two or three rep deadlift, which goes into a squat, which goes into a bench, which then goes into sprints with the bar on my back. I guess as long as you never let go of the bar, it's still one <laughs> lift. So <laughs> I can't right. fight. I can't argue with that. But yeah, so that that's the gist of the article. Um, 
you know, I guess if you're catering to a demographic that still holds on to, yeah, like you were saying, like, you know, the early 2000s can seem notions of like what's attractive, right? Like if you still hold on to the fact of like, oh, I just want to have like 5% body fat and not a lot of muscle and look like, you know, I'm like super lean, but then, you know, if I need to be in a fight, I can't because I'm tiny. <laughs> if you watch... If you watch any bodybuilder ever, they're doing they're doing leg work. Yeah. It might not no, be course. intensive dead they're really not doing deadlifts. It it Usually probably not. isn't bench, but they're even always the squats doing, they do. They might not even do full but depth even squats. If it's like but air it's still squats, some sort of leg work, yeah. Something that's around they might be using a machine to do it. They're all doing that. But yeah, if you wanna if you wanna stay lean, um diet and I guess don't lift heavy because lift, lift compound lifts and lifting heavy mean you will build muscle even if you're trying to get lean, even if you're trying to cut. I'm wondering if he has any diet advice. We'll have to look at that later. Yeah, we we'll should ha- look at we'll that We'll have later. to delve into the Fitness Chronicle advice. letter. I'm later. excited for, to see if he has some diet advice. Yeah, I'm actually really looking into becoming lean and functional. You so. should follow his page. I should and just keep up to date. With Does he post frequently? Um, I believe so. Oh, good. Even yeah. better. Now I can I can stay up to date and all the trending. Fitness news. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our show for tonight. Episode. Episode two. That's right. Return of. Nope. Nope. Wait. No. Big mistake. Parker strikes back. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 That. That. that, that, Wouldn't that be better? Nate Parker strike back. You almost messed up big time. I almost did mess up big time. It's okay. So, just just going back to some classics, man. Who who sponsored you today, man? Um. So I guess following up our last little piece. Um, I'm sponsored by the squat. Oh, good, good. Yeah, the good best exercise be out by. there. If you want to be functional, squat. If squat. you want to be lean, squat. <laughs> if you want to be bulky, squat. If you want to be able to exist as a human, squat. Wow, exist as a human. Yeah. Think about it. When you're 80, do you want to be able to get out of your chair? That's true. Got to squat. Got to squat. My granddad's having a hard time. I don't know if he did enough squats. <laughs> might might be because he had both knees replaced, but it's probably because he didn't squat. That's right. Um. I, I would say that I'm today I'm sponsored by um, Mucinex. It's definitely been a, been, a, been a good one. Yeah. And I'm sponsored by the city of Charlotte for, you for know, just no tips. giving me more reasons as to why I'm just an angry human being. <laughs> so <laughs> to why the thank government you. frustrates me. Thank you, the city of Charlotte. I appreciate I appreciate all that you do. Couldn't ask for more. I can't wait to go and work more so that you can buy more sandwiches. That'll be good. I'm excited for that. I hope you enjoy those sandwiches. Yeah. I really hope you do. Because if you waste a freaking breadcrumb of my taxpayer dollar sandwich, I will find you I will, and demand my money and back. And demand you make me a sandwich. Because I made you one. I made you one, and you wasted it. All right. Well, as always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, just throw them out there. We might get to them. We might not. Nah, we will. It'll be fun. I'm excited. So, as always, have a great night. Uh, Watch the debate. That's what I'm about to go do. Yeah, stay woke, friends. Stay woke. And so long.